lately I have been asked about karma. We had a discussion about karma and also some of our Sangha members have wondered how does a Buddhist make good decisions? And karma has to do with making decisions. From the moment we get up in the morning, we are constantly making decisions of all sorts. Little ones, big ones, consequential ones, perhaps inconsequential ones. And everything everything that we decide, every moment of deciding to do one thing rather than another, establishes a karmic path. I suspect that many people, when we often hear people speak about bad karma and good karma, from a Buddhist perspective, from a Zen Buddhist perspective, there is no such thing as bad karma or good karma. Karma simply means action. That is the literal meaning of karma. And it's a kind of neutral word. It doesn't have this moral baggage along with it. It's simply uh, a, a name for decisions that we make, actions that we take, whether they be physical actions, verbal actions, when we speak, we choose to say certain things, or uh, when we think certain things, thinking and feeling are actions as well. And so we, we often speak in Buddhist practice about actions of body, speech, and mind. These are all actions that we take constantly. But karma has a special relationship, not simply to the manifestation of an action or a decision, but to the intention behind the action or the decision. So karma really has to do with the state of mind and heart that govern the actions that we take. And in that sense, we can say that our intentions, our motivations, determine the character of our lives. Not so much what what happens in the world, because that we really have no control over. So we can say we're not responsible for what happens in the world. And sometimes we say in Buddhist practice, what happens to you is none of your business. Because it's part of the way life, the universe, the world unfolds. 
And if you ask yourself how much control you can exercise as to what goes on in the world, as we can see if we watch the news or if we notice what happens around us. I could not control um, the health of my daughter. It was out of my control. Um, so we're not... What happens there and what happens to us is not our business because there's nothing we can do about it. But what we believe and what we... how we the attitude that we have, the motivations, our intentions. You could say, although I don't like to make a distinction between the external and the internal, I'm going to go ahead and do that anyway. What happens out there is beyond our control. What happens in here, we have a fighting chance of controlling. And so we can... We, we can say in some sense that we're responsible for our inner life, the state of our mind and heart. That we can, what, what we, how, we, how we think about the world and how we approach relationships and the decisions that we make are in good measure our responsibility. And they have consequences. Not, not just in the world, but they have consequences for us. And when I was speaking with Alexei this, this week, I realized that I learned something, thank you, um, that karma really has to do with the development of our character, with who we are as individuals, as persons, as human beings. And that and and when we cultivate loving kindness, when we cultivate compassion, when we cultivate goodwill, when those those emotions, those mind states motivate our decisions, then we develop the character that we can call genuinely human. That, that this is what a human being, a human being, we could say a, a good human being, a fully realized human being, is like. Having a good character. And when you're drawn to certain teachers or listen to certain podcasts or read books, it's really not so much, you know, the teachers that you remember. We don't remember so much what they taught us, the, the specifics of the information. I suspect we remember more who they were their commitment, their passion for their subject, their, the quality of their character. And we admire that. We want, we want to 
replicate that. We, we want to have some of that. <laughs> you know, I look at some of my teachers and listen to them and I feel, I want that. I want that. And we actually have that. We have it. We, we all have it. It's just a question of cultivating that. So if there's anything that can be called wholesome karma, good karma, skillful karma, it's the cultivation of what the Dalai Lama calls kindness. So, how do we cultivate? How do we cultivate goodness? How do we purify our hearts so that when we act in the world, our actions relieve suffering, promote joy, promote happiness? Uh, A couple of weeks ago, John Cheslock talked about four mantras that he used to guide his practice. And it occurred to me that there is yet another mantra that one could use, which is a very common one in Buddhist practice, and that is, may all beings be happy. We we recite this in our Loving Kindness Sutra. May all beings be happy. And sometimes I've started um, kind of experimenting with this in my own practice. I've be, I've, these days when I wake up, the first thing I do is smile and, and wish may all beings be happy. That's become a mantra that I'm working with. And you can actually cultivate that feeling of goodwill because it's actually quite natural to feel that. And you you can examine and be quite honest with yourself if you discover, you know something? I don't really feel that way (laughs) toward all beings. Maybe some special beings. But some beings I'd rather not send that wish to because they've hurt you or they've messed up your life in some way or they're doing something in the world that causes great suffering to people. You're sort of reluctant to, well, maybe everybody else but him I send I said, may all beings. But that's not our practice. It it is those individuals who we are less likely to want to wish goodwill to that need it the most. And so you can explore that mantra for yourself. What does that bring up? Can you genuinely wish that for all beings? 
And then, of course, we have a loving-kindness meditation in which we go through different um, stages of loving-kindness. First, we wish for health, freedom, safety, and happiness for ourselves. And really take that in because... If, we do, if we're not kind to ourselves, if we don't work on relieving our own suffering, we're going to make other people suffer. Because anyone who's really suffering makes other people suffer. They, they, they may not dis- deliberately decide to do that. They may not be malicious in, in that. But when someone is suffering, others suffer. Sometimes we, uh, you hear if, some, if, a, um, if in a family there is an alcoholic, everyone's an alcoholic. If someone is, has a, 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 you know, a, uh, a disease, everyone in that family has, has that disease in some form. So to begin with oneself, to wish, may you be safe, may you be healthy, may you be happy, may you be free from suffering, self. And and then we go to people we really care about, people who are important to us. May you be safe, may you be healthy, may you be happy. May you be free. And then to the people we're having trouble with, people with whom there's some tension, to to bring forward, may you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be happy. May you be free. And then can you, and this is this can be a regular part of your practice, your sitting practice. Can you extend that to all beings? May all beings be safe. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be happy. May all beings be free from suffering. So you open your heart more and more and more. Usually, you know, our hearts are very armored, very protective, um, protecting it themselves. But this loving kindness, this cultivation of kindness is a very important part of our practice. Uh, Ed um, came to book study with a t-shirt, uh, Buddhist, with a big Buddha, in the middle, and on the top it said, expect nothing, and on the bottom it said, accept everything. And I thought, relative to my talk today, yes, expect nothing, accept everything, and cultivate some things. <laughs> Cultivate some things. Because in Buddhist practice, 
truly, we have the seeds of Buddha nature and of called the devil we have it all if any human being can can act in absolutely um, horrible ways we can too if any person the causes and conditions what do we say there but for the grace of God go I if causes and conditions were such We could be that person. So we have, we call the storehouse consciousness. We have all the seeds of the heart.